0: The Dalai Lama said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. I mean, what greater lesson is there than that? I mean, it pretty much sums it all up. I don't even need to record this episode. All right, I'm, I'm going to record this episode, but we're going to talk about compassion today within the context of the workplace. First of all, the fact that it has a place in the workplace. We're also gonna talk about the fact that compassion, empathy, and sympathy are different things. The definitions often get confused or conflated, and I think it's important to distinguish between them. Finally, we're gonna talk about the fact that boundaries are the key to compassion in the workplace to really make it successful. Welcome to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I'm your host, Jacob Moore. I'm a speaker, coach, childhood suicide loss survivor, and filmmaker who left Hollywood to follow my heart of service. I've helped tens of thousands of people find the balance in their life between passion and profits. On the show, I'm gonna teach you how to build a trauma-responsive, resilient, and impactful community and organization all without burning out. Let's get started so uh just for context, compassionate culture is one of my core four of impact leadership. So the first is uh, having a mission mindset, and then the next is compassionate culture. the third is. Personal and professional progress. And the fourth is sustainable self care. And I want to make a note uh, that these values are really balanced between doing for others or doing for our organization and doing for or taking care of ourselves. That's an important thing that we need to recognize when it comes to being leaders and the need to equally care for others and ourselves. That is the balance that we try to strike with passion and profits, with my leadership development module. And it's really the key to avoiding burnout. Um, So the entire structure of this podcast and my work related to leaders is finding that balance and really increasing our impact by investing more in ourselves. So uh, that's just the framework. Uh, This is the second episode of my core four. Uh, We'll go on to talk about our professional and personal progress and sustainable self-care after this episode. So uh, let's dig into this idea of a compassionate culture and why it's important in the workplace. So the simple fact is this, the emotional needs of workers influence their ability to be engaged and productive at work. We are emotional beings. We carry our emotions and our feelings with us everywhere we go. There's not a, you know, work person and a home person. We may have different facets of our personality that we turn on and off. We may have different behaviors in different environments, but we're still one person. And whatever happens at home, we carry with us to work, and whatever happens at work, we carry with us at home. And the fact is, the emotional landscape of the workplace affects people's ability to focus, to be productive, to engage successfully in a team environment, and to really feel actualized in the workplace. And if you don't think it's your responsibility as a leader to care for the emotions of your team, then I'm going to tell you from experience, you're mistaken. And this is something that as you know, tricky as it may be, or as inconvenient as it may be, um, paying attention to compassion in the workplace will serve you so well as a leader, I used to take a very sort of uh, commander-like approach to my work, as uh, you know, as a manager or as a leader. Um, after all, like it's my organization; these are my ideas; they're my resources. Uh, so, just do what I say. It's as simple as that. And if it were. Wouldn't life be fantastic for those of us who are in leadership positions? Because we could just simply say, hey, do this, don't ask questions, and get what we need out of it. Uh, Well, the problem is, (laughs) it's not a problem actually, um, but the, the, the catch is, is that every single thing that happens in the workplace, people have feelings about when it comes to you know their own professional progress to you know the dynamics of a team and whether they feel liked or included just simply the way we relate as human beings and some people have greater sensitivities than others i really ignored this for many years and it cost me really fantastic Business partners and staff, because I was not really switched on to the fact that people need to be taken care of in the workplace. Now, we need to do this with boundaries, and we'll talk about that. Um, But the simple fact is, we need to do this. And if you don't buy it, then we're going to talk about the fact that compassion has a place in the workplace. beyond my own personal experience. According to a study by the Center for Creative Leadership, empathetic emotion or compassion as related to the leader's subordinates positively predicts job performance ratings from the leader's boss. All right, so what that means is those managers who were rated as empathetic or compassionate by subordinates were also rated as high performing by their own boss, and unlike many studies, the stats on this are staggering because it's it's not just a simple like fifty percent or sixty percent or majority ninety five percent and and these are um, thousands of managers that were surveyed across the globe so it's not just the united states it's it's globally over and over and over again managers who were more compassionate in the workplace translated to more productivity more engagement and being more successful in their own role and that was not only perceptionally by their bosses but also by de facto output, so uh the that alone um, should just show you, hey, this is something we need to pay attention to um, but I think going a little deeper than that, understanding that the world today is is not like it was you know ten years ago when really workers didn't have a lot of choice. The pandemic has opened up everyone's minds to the fact that work can be done, companies can have great success, even while working virtually, even with having flexible work environments, with working less hours, having more balance in our lives. Um, and the simple fact is, younger workers want more than just a paycheck, just benefits. I have an upcoming episode with Connie Steele, and she talks about how how young workers really want a lot more value, and that comes from being aligned with the mission of the organization, really being on board with what the organization is about, but also being treated the, the way they want to be treated in the workplace. And once, now that workers have been really um, you know seen behind the curtain and understand that the way that the world works um, can really largely be on their terms and workplaces Need and depend on their work; they have a lot more power. So, um, if if not just from you know a, a humanistic perspective or a productivity perspective, the fact that uh, we need workers to be able to grow our business and and do our, our jobs, accomplish our missions, um, that's really all of it, right there in a nutshell. Okay, so uh, hopefully, I've convinced you that. Um, compassion has a place in the workplace. Now let's talk a, a little bit about the differences between compassion, empathy, and sympathy. So Sarah uh, Sarah Schreier is uh, the founder of Compassion It, and uh, it's a organization uh, which really strives to bring compassion into uh, the workplace. And um, she had a, had a quote um, that I wanna share with you all. Um, and it says, empathy, sympathy, and compassion are three words that many use interchangeably. It's a legitimate, a legitimate mistake because these words can be confusing. While these words are near cousins, they are not synonymous with one another. So here are the definitions. Empathy means that you can feel what another person is feeling, right? So uh, when... You are going through something, and I am empathetic towards that. That means that I am uh, generating, to the best of my ability, those emotions within myself. So, if you are sad and you are grieving, uh, I am empathizing with that by feeling similar feelings, um, and that may be by you know putting myself in your shoes or thinking of a related experience i've had a loss i know how that felt and therefore i can empathize with uh, what you're feeling right now um so that's empathy actually taking on the emotions of someone else sympathy means you can understand what a person's feeling so you may not be feeling it but you can understand you can cognitively understand uh what that may be like so um you know i've never lost um you know a, a partner or, or a child right um but i can understand how devastating that would be i can understand just you know what that might be like for someone and the fact that they you know that they need a long time to recover from that right um so that's that's being sympathetic whereas compassion is the willingness to relieve the suffering of another. Compassion is the willingness to relieve the suffering of another, which I think is a really important distinction. Um, so, when we look at those three definitions, empathy is the feeling, sympathy is the understanding, compassion is the doing. Compassion takes action, it is not a passive state. I was recently having a conversation with Megan Jarvis, uh, and uh, you may remember her from my um, episode about grief-informed um, workplaces. And Megan and I were talking uh, about, you know, the, the podcast and leadership development, and um, I shared with her my Core Four of impact leadership. And when I got to uh, this one, I was at the time calling it. An empathetic environment, and she stopped me and she said, "Jake, I would really encourage you uh, to take a look at empathy and the definition of it, and really understand uh, what you're talking about with that." And uh, and she said, "I would encourage you to instead focus on compassion, compassion in the workplace, and um, and it really like it's." struck me for a moment I was like well aren't they the same thing um, well no <laughs> they're not and um and thank you Megan for um, helping me understand better um, the definition so I've actually since changed this uh, this one to um compassionate culture um, to really focus on what compassion is so uh really the um the the crux of it and this leads to really the third point around compassionate culture is the the thing that makes compassion workable in uh, in in a workplace as opposed to compassion is our boundaries so as she put it do we really want people walking around the office just being empathetic, just feeling all these feels you're feeling feelings and I'm trying to feel those feelings, and I'm feeling feelings and you're trying to feel those feelings, and we just have a bunch of people walking around feeling feelings right so that's all happening right but it's it's what are we focusing on? Are we focusing on the feeling of the feelings uh, and is that conducive to a positive work environment, or are we focusing on being compassionate to others in the workplace being compassionate does not necessarily mean we are taking on all of the emotions uh, because with certain emotions come weight comes weight right it it comes an inability sometimes to be able to focus and to do our work so understanding that um, compassion doesn't necessarily have to come with that and in um, that, really comes down to boundaries. So um, I'm just going to share, as we wrap up here, uh, a really simple exercise to understand how to differentiate between uh, compassion and empathy and how to create boundaries around compassion in the workplace. So balancing this comes down to three steps understanding what are the boundaries of the organization when it comes to being personally involved with another staff member. So almost every company has some type of policy related to you know, employee fraternization, um, how we are allowed to work with one another. Certainly when it comes to subordinates, um, there are standards in place. By which we agree to act when we're working for a company or when we're running a company, right? So first and foremost, understanding what are the boundaries of the, that the organization has in place. So that already narrows the scope of what we might be dealing with uh, when it comes to you know someone needing you know emotional needs met and by virtue of the fact that it is a workplace that's going to you know eliminate a lot of topics that we might be talking about elsewhere the second part of this is uh, to understand what your boundaries are what are you comfortable with just because someone else is going through something because they have needs does not necessarily mean that you have to be the one to do something about it, um, or to you know certainly not to to be empathetic if that's not something that you're able to do. Um, but what are your personal boundaries when it comes to the workplace and the environment? Now, I, I don't want this to be misconstrued as an excuse not to engage with people, not to be compassionate. That that is not what I'm suggesting. I'm I'm certainly trying. I'm just simply trying to point out that it's okay to have boundaries it's okay to have things that are off topic uh, or off limits um and it's okay to say hey you know that's something that i can't engage in because xyz um or even even without explanation right so um i've experienced um multiple miscarriages uh and that is a really challenging topic for me if someone is looking for me to, you know, hold space for them related to miscarriage, um, that might be really tough for me to do. So um, understanding that um, that it's okay for me to have boundaries around that and what I can and cannot talk about around that. Right now, the third thing is understanding um, what the boundaries are of others. Uh, So someone might be going through something, but they might not necessarily want you to be part of it. They may not want your um, thoughts, your opinion, your sympathy, your empathy, compassion, right? So that's an important distinction as well. Um, And and it can get complex. Um, So I'm going to give you one simple trick uh, to just boil this all down because we can get really caught up in trying to figure out, you know where the the venn diagram of all three of those things you know intersect and and what can i do and what can i not do um and and knowing your role is really important um but here's here's the simplest thing ask permission or ask what someone needs what can i do right so this goes this gets back to that definition of compassion compassion takes action it's a willingness to relieve the suffering of others if you don't know what it is, if it's not obvious, then simply ask, what is it you need in this situation? What is it that I can do? How can I help? You can offer suggestions. You can offer solutions. Uh, but at the end of the day, you you might be better off just simply asking, Hey, what is it you need? And leaving it there. And understanding that someone might be overwhelmed by a situation, they may not be able to give you an answer right away, Um, but simply asking the question, saying, hey, I I see that you're suffering. I see that you're going through something. And it's, you know, and I hate seeing that. Um, You know, I can listen within the context of my role, um, but more than that, I can do something to accommodate. I can do something to help you Navigate the situation by, you know, relieving stress at work by giving you time, by giving you space, by changing an environment. Um, so thinking about the things within the context of your role, related to their role within the boundaries of the organization, um, what action can you take? So um, that's that's really it in a nutshell. And going back to the you know first quote that I shared from the Dalai Lama, you know. Wanting others to be happy, wanting ourselves to be happy uh, means practicing compassion. It doesn't always come naturally to all of us, but it is something that we can learn. It is a skill set that we can hone and we can understand better how to bring compassion into our workplace and in our lives. And at the end of the day, still be able to get our work done and do what we need to do as leaders. Uh, but maybe doing so in a way that's a little more human-centric. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your time and attention. And until next time, when we talk about uh, this idea of professional and personal progress, I wish you well. Thanks so much for listening to Passion and Profits Without Burnout. I hope that you found some impactful takeaways. And if you did, I'd love to hear from you. Share a screenshot on your IG story, tag me, or send me a quick message. This show is for you, so any feedback is welcomed. Hey, and make sure you're also subscribed to the show so you don't miss any of our new episodes. And if you could, take a few minutes to leave me a five-star review. That'd be greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, and be well.